News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Doug Krisner. After several days of humanitarian aid flowing into Gaza, today some foreigners were allowed to leave. Among those allowed to exit into Egypt through the Rafah crossing were several Americans. Here's President Biden. American citizens are able to exit today as part of the first group of probably over a thousand. We'll see more of this process going on in the coming days. That is President Biden. He went on to say the exits were made possible through days of intense negotiations. The House GOP proposal on funding for Israel cuts funding for the IRS. The Congressional Budget Office is saying the plan will add to the U.S. deficit over the next decade. This contradicts the assertions of the new House Speaker that the bill would pay for itself. Here's Bill Hoagland of the Bipartisan Policy Center. I want to remain optimistic that we will get through uh, this difficult time. There are major issues that have to be addressed here, and I hope that uh, we can find a a common ground between the House and Senate over the next uh, at least 30 or 40 days. That is Bill Hoagland from the Bipartisan Policy Center. The next government shutdown deadline is November 17th. The U.S. is set to hold nuclear arms control talks with China, given growing concerns over Beijing's accelerated push to build up its arsenal. Low-level discussions are scheduled to begin next week. A Biden administration official is saying the objective is not to reduce the size of China's arsenal, rather to give the Biden administration a better understanding of China's plans. The Fed held its key interest rate steady today for a second straight meeting. At the news conference, Chair Jay Powell said financial conditions have tightened significantly in recent months, driven by higher long-term bond yields. And he said previous Fed rate hikes are putting downward pressure on both the economy and inflation. And Powell went on to say the full effects of tightening have yet to be felt. Given how far we have come, along with the uncertainties and risks we face, the committee is proceeding carefully. We will make decisions about the extent of additional policy firming and how long policy will remain restrictive based on the totality of the incoming data, the evolving outlook, and the balance of risks. That is Fed Chair Jay Powell. Now the Fed will meet once more this year, December 12th and the 13th. The U.S. Treasury is increasing planned sales of U.S. debt. However, the overall level of issuance is slightly below what most dealers were expecting. Here's Bloomberg's Michael McKee. The quarterly increase uh, that we get is uh, basically concentrated at the uh, the short end, which makes sense since long-end rates have gone up. The problem, of course, for the Treasury Department is that uh, people are criticizing them for not terming out earlier. They have to pay more, so uh, they are kind of locked in here at the higher rates rather than being able to take advantage of any uh, falling rates. And uh, they do say that uh, this may be the end of it in terms of raising uh, auction sizes. That's Bloomberg's Michael McKee. Congressman George Santos has survived an attempt by his fellow New York Republicans to expel him from the House of Representatives. More from Bloomberg's Ed Baxter. Most House Republicans opted to withhold punishment as both his criminal trial and House Ethics Committee investigation proceed. Santos, very defiant. Mr. Speaker, efforts taken by other members in this body to act as judge, jury, and executioner are unconscionable and reckless to our Republican system of government and to the integrity of this body. The vote wasn't close. 179 for expulsion, 213 against. A two-thirds vote was required. 
Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. After the bell, Qualcomm gave an upbeat revenue forecast for the current quarter. The company is the largest seller of smartphone chips. It said sales will be between 9.1 to 9.9 billion. Now, the midpoint of that range, 9.5 billion, is well ahead of analyst estimates. Here's Bloomberg's Kujan Sabani. Coming into the quarter, you know, it was pretty clear that the smartphone market has bottomed. Customers have been drawing down inventory for a few quarters now. What was uncertain was the speed and the size of the expected market snapback. I mean, the results came in slightly above, but on a handset and a QTL side, they were kind of in line. That is Bloomberg's Kujan Sobani. Qualcomm shares were up 3% in late U.S. trading. Disney is expecting to pay at least $8.61 billion to Comcast to buy the third of Hulu it doesn't already own. More from Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini. You know, it's not actually really clear what the final price for the stake will actually be because today just marks the start of negotiations over the price. Under a previous deal between the companies, the total value of Hulu would be no less than $27.5 billion, minus any capital contributions payable by Comcast to Disney. But the thing is, Hulu has about 50 million subscribers now, and Comcast CEO says the value of the company is now far higher than when the deal was agreed to. The final price that Disney pays for this one-third stake of Hulu will be settled through an appraisal process and is likely to involve up to three investment banks. Disney expects a deal to be completed next year. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Radio. And that is News When You Want It with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Doug Krisner and this is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.